Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Live Lucky podcast here. I've got a special guest today, Irene Abu, and I'm so grateful for her to to join us today. Um, So Irene is an ICF certified life coach. And if you don't know who ICF is, it's a big deal when it comes to to coaching. So um, but also she has been trained in the Gottman method for couples therapy, uh, she is very familiar with positive psychology. She's created a couple programs. One of them is 90 Days to Happy. The other one is Beyond the Glass Slipper. So she has such an amazing story to share. And I just thought, hey, why not share it on Live Lucky Podcast today? So, um, Irene, thanks so much for joining today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. All right. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, when I was asking you to to join us today, I was just wanting to hear, you know, you had mentioned your story and your journey to self-love was one that was really, I think it's just something that can be really impactful and everybody can take away something from it. So honestly, I just want to hand you the mic and I want to hear your journey. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thank you. And thank you for your, for your interest. I Okay, so I guess let me start with... Um, who I think I am. <laughs> so I'm a mommy of two humans, yes. three fur babies, the wife of one husband that cannot pronounce the word green beans. <laughs> and I was raised in um, the suburbs of New York. I was raised in Long Island. Gotcha. So um, I was also born in Lyon, France. I'm the daughter of two immigrants from North Africa. Wow. Um. And what else did I want to tell you guys? Oh, I'm a secret cupcake binger at like two, two in the morning, one in the morning. I'm just like binging on cupcakes. <laughs> uh, and a recovering depressive. I hate using that word, but I guess you can use it. De- recovering depressive and escape artist. So basically I would disassociate all mm. the time. Yeah, I I know I'm not all about labels, but it does give us a common language, at least, you know, I I hate when I have to diagnose people, but it's just like, at least we all understand this, what we're experiencing. So I'm with you there. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I get I get to my story. Um, Let's start with when I, um, when I was 39. I had moved back from France to Los Angeles and I got married. I launched a brand, a denim brand named Yanuk that did really, really well. Um, and I had two babies and things were, things were flowing. Like my life wasn't perfect, obviously, but it was nice. It was, it was more or less balanced. Um, and I think when I almost reached 40, I had a sort of, middle age crisis. And I realized that I really did not like what I was doing professionally. Mm. And it took up so much of my time. Like I was never with the kids because I was always flying to like trade shows or, you know, to like 
Bloomingdale's or Nordstrom's and doing events. And I missed, I really, really missed my kids. And I just didn't want to be in that world anymore because it didn't, it didn't bring any meaning to my life. Like, okay, great. I'm making people look maybe cuter, nicer, giving them a better butt with the jeans, but like, really? Like, what is that? Like, mm. I, I wanted to work with people. I wanted to help people. I wanted to support others that have gone through um, anxiety and depression and, you know, low self-worth. So I spiraled yeah. basically because yeah. I didn't know how to do that. Um, I had been working in the um, fashion industry for so long, like probably a little over 12 years. And I was like, oh, okay, what else do I even know how to do? Like, how am I going to market myself? How am I going to get out of this? And mm -hmm. I really felt stuck. I felt stuck in a, in a really challenging place. And I needed to, um, I still needed an income. Like I still needed to make money to like help my husband. Right. Sure. So when my mom heard on the phone that like, I was just not doing well, she's like, you know what? I just heard of this thing. It's called life coaching. And maybe instead of therapy, like maybe try that. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, it's called life coaching. So basically they start at the beat. They start at where you are. And then they just move forward instead of like, talking so much about your trauma and like your past and your childhood. And I was like, um, all right. So I did, I ended up hiring, um, this magnificent coach from, uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And I'll never forget. He asked me the question. Okay. I get that you're not in a good place and I get that you're, you're angry and you're sad and you don't know how to get out of here, but what do you want? Mm -hmm. And that was like a really big question for me because I I didn't know exactly all I knew. All I knew was that um, I wanted to be in the helping field. Right. Um, so he says, why don't, what about coaching? And I was like, I, you know, I don't have the time to go back to school because I really do need to work. Do you hear me? Sorry, I feel like I can't hear you anymore. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, okay perfect, perfect, okay, I hear you. <laughs> and um, as the weeks went by, and he was explained to me that I actually don't have to finish my BA, and I, I don't have to like put all of this stress on myself. I was like, you know what, maybe this is a good alternative route, right? Because I don't, I don't have time to like become an actual licensed therapist mm. um that that was already something that was so scary for me to have to do go back to school full-time so I enrolled in um a life coach training program and about a year and a half two years later I got certified and um yeah it was a long <laughs> it was a long road because I was very scared to leave my um, my safe space, like my, you know, sure. my paycheck and my this and my that. Um, so I slowly left 
And I put aside like a certain amount of money so that I would be okay for at least a year. Cause I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to like launch in a year. I'm going to be, you know, this is going to be great. Okay. That didn't happen. <laughs> it took a lot longer, a lot longer. I didn't realize like how much, how much I needed to do. Like the certificate, like getting certified was the least of my issues. Like I had to figure out how to create, you know, a website, how to like, market myself how to use instagram how do you i mean it was i was not expecting all of that yeah. at all you know i thought oh, no they're just gonna come no <laughs> yeah. um so um little by little i i still had my ups and downs so i i still manage depression but today the big difference is i have the tools and I believe and I know that, okay, I'm in it, but I've gotten out of it before. And I know that I will and I can get out of it again. Right. And, you know, just to calm down and um, do what I call are my top lines. So action steps that I know I need to take to get past like the, the really, really big hump. Mm-hmm. And that includes... Um, that includes exercise every single day, even if it's a 20 minute walk, because that right. like stimulates my serotonin. And I just feel naturally better overall. Um, praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I would say the other most important part would be connecting, connecting to friends and family, because when I get in that state, I really want to isolate. And that's probably the worst thing one can do because, you know, you just keep ruminating and ruminating and you're just, right. it's, yeah, it gets harder that way. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. Cause I, I, I know I talk about the basic four is what I call it. So, you know, we've got uh, sleep, diet, movement and connection. And, you know, that's- I kind of put the prayer in the connection piece because it's kind of for sure, you know, vertical and horizontal. Yeah, right? And so, sure. um, but yeah, no, I can see how that is so beneficial. And to me, it's, it's one of those just foundational things. If we're not getting good sleep, forget it, right? It affects everything else. Completely. If we're not moving, like you said, our neurology and, and the neurotransmitters and hormones, everything's going to be out of whack. You know, yeah. diet yeah. is what it is, is, you know, do the best we can, you know, yeah. <laughs> Like you said, it is so crucial to our own well-being that I do put it next to food. I mean, we need it, right? Yeah, we do. We really, really, really do. We're not made to just sit in front of a computer, which is, I think, the majority of us. That's what we do today. Mm. Um, You know, in order to work, we're not really the majority of us. Let's just say not all Mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. Well, and one thing that you hit on that I don't think I've ever talked about in the podcast here is, um, so I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach, in addition to being a licensed therapist. So um, I love that. Oh, I'll tell you what it, it's so funny, because when I, I actually had to take the class as part of my PhD program. I mean, it's part of the program for mind body medicine. Um, And so I was like, why do I have to take this class? I'm already a licensed therapist. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I tried to get out of it, which is so funny because I ended up taking 
two more classes so I could get certified and took the board and did all the hours and everything because I found that there was just so many crucial pieces to coaching that weren't being utilized in therapy. And so I found just like you were saying, you know, so, so much in therapy, we tend to focus in the past and trying to heal the past and all that, which, you know, for that, that is a crucial piece, but it's also important to focus forward. Like you're saying with coaching and some of those powerful questions that just stop us in our tracks. Like, what do you want? I mean, like, I know you're like, wait, why are you asking me that question? It's so complicated. (laughs) I know it's so funny because it's so simple, but man, if you really focus in on that, the answer to that, man, it can change everything. And sounds like for you, that really did. Yeah, it really can change everything. And um, I think what he was trying to ask me when he said, what do you want is, what do you want underneath what you were taught to want, right? Like Mm. underneath what your parents said you should want underneath what, you know, your teachers or, you know, what your religious leaders, it's, it's really like finding your true home address, not the home address that everybody else was telling you that that's what you should be aiming for. And I think that's where a lot of us get tripped up and why we feel out of integrity. Like we're not really living something's off and we just don't know what it is, but usually it's, we're not living in alignment with our values. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it kind of makes me think about the uh, cognitive distortion shoulding, right? Like yes. I should be this. I shouldn't be that. I should do this. I shouldn't do that. Totally. You know? And and of course, it's not usually from us. It's all the people behind yeah. us, our parents, our grandparents, the people that we are all living around, our spouse or the yeah. organizations we're involved in. And um but yeah, trying to find that true north of, but what do I want? I mean, sometimes it's so hard to even start that, you know, because we've been so focused on what everybody else wants our entire life, yeah. Yeah. you know? And uh, I know for some people, it's just, let's just make a decision about a color. You know, what colors do you prefer? Oh my God, I love that. Yes. <laughs> you know? Exactly. That I love that. I'm going to use that. Yeah. So what color do you like? What's your favorite color? I love that. (laughs) No one else has to tell you what color you like, right? No, no. (laughs) It's true. We get, we enmesh kind of like what we've been programmed to want and what we truly want. And we, we don't know anymore. Like we don't really know. So that's, that's where coaching comes in. Um, That's where it really, really helped me to identify, um, who like who really who am I like clearly this is not working it's like working in this field and not being with my kids all the time um so yeah the first the first month of coaching was really eye-opening because um he had me do very specific um assignments to understand and to identify what that was like he had me do um a self-manifesto which is something mm-hmm. that I do with my clients today, which I love, you know, it's just something that you can keep in front of you every single day. And it just tells you, this is what I stand for. This is how I'm going to keep my life balanced. And I know that when I'm not, you know, doing all of those things or being that person, I need to shift back a little bit. I, I know that it's going to affect me emotionally. 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing that you said just really, I resonate so much with, and, and I know people on the podcast have heard me say this over and over, but it's, it really comes back to who do we want to be? Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's not so much about the behaviors or, you know, but it's who do we want to be? And, and that's that kind of heart led approach that can get kind of mucked up when we go just into straight cognitive behavioral therapy or behavioral therapy and like yeah. so many other therapies um, where if we're not taking and connecting the head to the heart, we're yeah. missing a step, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to connect to um, a lot of us don't even know how to connect to our emotions and that makes it even harder. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we don't even have the right vocabulary where it's like we we know happy, sad, angry. Um, you know, that's all we know. Yeah. And it makes, you know, it's difficult to allow the feelings to come in and then through so that they can come out when we can't name them. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Or avoid them. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, yeah, <right>. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, Irene, I'm curious, you know, we were talking about kind of your journey to self-love, but, you know, I never asked you what, how do you define self-love? Like, what does that mean for you specifically? That's a good question. I would say that for me, self-love is when I'm able to do what I need to do what I know I need to do to first and foremost, take care of my emotional well-being, my head, my mind, so that I can do everything else. Because for me, it stems, that's the first thing that I need to do. If that's not kind of leveled out, I'm, I'm going to be flustered. I'm not going to be, be able to achieve what I want. I'm not going to be able to connect with my friends and family the way I want. Um, so self-love for me is doing what I need to do first thing in the morning so that the rest of my day can run more smoothly. Mm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I, I know a lot of people will uh, talk about self-care, and I'm hearing that coming through in your definition of self-love, but I'm wondering if it goes deeper than that, too, because it's uh, yeah, I've, I've picked up on the word you keep saying is there's a knowing, right? It's not mm -hmm. just a belief, there's a knowing. And would you mind speaking a little bit more to that? Because I think that there's a lot there that we could take away on that. Tell me more about, um, can you be a little bit more specific? Like what part of the knowing do you want me to talk about? Well, uh, in terms of the knowing and how that connects to self-love, you know, because okay. we were talking, you, you were sharing about your routine and making sure you're taking care of yourself and and, mm -hmm. and really prioritizing your body and your well-being. But I'm wondering if there's more to it as well. Um. So self-love, I don't know. That's a really, really good question. Like how do you, how does one dig deeper into self-love? The first thing I'm thinking about right now is connecting to nature. Mm -hmm. I think remembering that we're all connected and our biggest pain and our biggest hurt is when we forget and that we kind of like think that we're like an island onto ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the so isolation thinking, again, right? <laughs> the isolation, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so self-love could also be, for me, going outside and just looking at the trees and the birds and the, you know, the sunset and remembering that, oh, like, I am part of this, like, mother nature of this huge, wonderful, magnificent um universe right and i'm not alone and i really i really am connected to everything and everyone yeah and when i remind myself of that i feel less anxious um and i feel less alone Mm. okay so so also with your self-love you're saying that connection piece is still such a crucial piece and and also the relationship you have with yourself, with your body, even is what I'm hearing. So it, yeah, it, it yeah. is, it's all about connection. And I know that I say that in it's the podcast so much, right? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it is. It is. It yeah. is. The other thing I would say is self-love would be um, reminding myself that even though we live in a society that is so masculine driven. It's yeah. so, you know, reach your goal and lead and produce and, and, you know, just think linearly. If if I don't shift over and connect to my more feminine side, my more playful side, my more lighthearted side, my more creative side, um, I, I get very unbalanced. And I think we all do. I think in America, especially, we're not taught to value the softer, the slower, the more collaborative. We're always like competing. And so I think that that's another very, very important aspect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, kind of hitting on that more masculine end of things, you know, sometimes we define ourselves by the numbers in our life, whether yeah. it's a bank account or the scale or blood count or whatever it yeah. might be, but it's those numbers yeah. we kind of define ourselves by. And um, yeah, being a, being able to love ourselves beyond any number, beyond any of that stuff, yeah. I think is so crucial to self-love. Absolutely. There was a saying, I forgot where I heard it, but someone said, we need to stop defining our self-worth by our network. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were saying, I think, you know, like, that's where all of this burnout is coming from, because we're like, we're on this like wheel, and we don't know how to get off because we have dings and pings, and we can't focus on anything anymore, because we're getting like alerts all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a problem, especially like when you're trying to grow a business, start a business. I'm writing a book right now. It's hard. It's hard for me to like turn off my phone because I need my phone to get into like the special dictionary or or thesaurus that I use. And yeah, yeah it's um it's it's challenging to stay focused. Mm. Well, Irene, I, I know we we're gonna try to keep this to about 30 minutes or so here. Mm-hmm. So um, if you could, or if you want to share just anything about, you know, what you're doing now and how people can get in touch with you and reach out to you, follow you. Um, I'd love for them to be able to hear all that from you right now. Thank you. Um, the easiest way to get in touch with me would be through Instagram. My handle is Irene period Abu, A-B-B-O-U. 
um, or my website, uh, which is happinesswithinreach.com. Awesome. And I just want to remind all of your listeners that everything that they want, everything that they're looking for, all the freedom and the success and all of that stuff is also looking for them. Mm. They can have it. I love that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Irene, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm going to make sure to put those things in the notes for the podcast. So if you guys missed it, what she said, you can always check the notes here. But everybody out there, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I just love being here with you guys and love being here with you too, Irene. And thank, thank you. you so thank much. you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, well, have a great day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>